0: This is episode nine of Be Electric with me, Jodie Shield. I'm a success coach, a self-improvement author. I have graced the TEDx stage and I'm also a successful wellness entrepreneur. And each week I'm bringing you a world expert, someone at the top of their game in humor performance or a relatable key message or theme that will help you step into the best version of yourself and ultimately, Be electric. So this week's episode, I'm gonna be talking to Nico Algieri. He is one of my most favorite people in the world and I'm sure you can tell from the interview. Nico is the co-founder of Equilibrium. He is one of the world's top TRX trainers and ambassadors. Nico's been a celebrity PT for the last 12 years. He's also a magazine contributor and a powerful content creator. He's the go-to in London for TRX. And believe you me, he has some pretty fancy moves that you may have seen already on Instagram. Nico has been a Welsh champion in high jump hurdles pentathlon, a semi-pro footballer, a black belt in kickboxing. The list goes on. You can tell that's why he was forged in the fire of fitness. It's in his genetics. And he fell into a corporate career in media after university and then after being placed in a men's health competition, he decided to transition into PT and being a powerful studio owner. I realize I mentioned the word powerful quite a few times, but anyway, he is powerful. So in the episode that is about to follow, Nico and I are talking about some really juicy stuff, including how to listen to your calling and follow your intuition and change careers when society is telling you over and over again to stay safe and do the opposite. Listen, we all know what that feels like, especially to you guys who are wanting to jump out of the corporate cage and into something new but you don't know what to do yet. We also chatted about how our genetic systems, or rather skills inherited from our parents and ancestors, activate and influence our performance in certain situations We chatted about how to move out of your comfort zone every day. And in his words, get the job done. We also talked about how to stand out on social media and create powerful content. And he shared something really interesting. And that is how he is part therapist, part PT. Anyway, have a listen, get inspired and be electric. Now this episode is sponsored by my free conscious business toolkit and the remedy for uncertain times. Listen, there's a lot going on at the moment, and this is the time to shift your thinking, to pivot and create new opportunities to thrive. So if you are an entrepreneur or business owner, and you aim to run your business in a conscious way this year, 2020, and that means without burning out, then head over to jodieshield.co.uk where you can download my free conscious business toolkit. Within it, you're gonna find everything that you need to get started on the road to conscious business success. Okay, we are rolling. I am laughing because I've just given Nico the biggest ego boost going.
1: It's the best intro I've ever (laughs) had in my entire life. If we can do that another five times.
0: So I adore Nico. He's amazing. And I think since the moment we met, we we just hit it off. didn't Yeah,
1: we we did. You frightened the life out of me and then we became friends.
0: (laughs) We had like this mega instant connection. And I remember you coming up to me, arms stretched out to shake mine, saying like, Hi, you're Jodie Shield. I'm Nico. And I was like, oh, hi. And then it just kind of went from there. Yeah, we
1: just rolled seamlessly on. But you, you asked me, you instantly do what you do and you engage me with uh, questions about my life and how I felt and what I was doing and my ambitions. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got to run away and find these answers out because I just didn't have them ready. No, I do.
0: One of the reasons why I really connect with you on, on this level is that, for me, energetically, <coughs> you have this drive and passion and enthusiasm about you and this like desire to be the best that you can be in your world and it's this 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 kind of pursuit of this craft and the attention to detail that's yeah. what really attracts me and draws me in and that's why I wanted you to be involved in what we're doing because you are yeah completely in alignment and in flow with this whole idea thank so, you
1: well, I'm glad that comes across it it's, does. Been a, it's been a long process to get to that guy that you've see on social media and in in real life.
0: Totally. And I think, I'll never forget actually, I think (laughs) quite soon into our friendship, I'm in the gym downstairs in my building. You're there. I don't spot you right away. You sneak up behind me. I'm in a boxing class and you go, show me a squat, show me a squat, how do you squat? And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And then you start kind of correcting my posture straight away while I'm in this class. And I was like, that is just so who you are like yeah. you come in and you want to just get involved straight away i
1: know where that do you want to know where that comes from joe it took me a while to figure that out when i was five uh, my parents got divorced and my father moved away and i'm i'm a bit of a geek so i love nintendo and playstations but back then it was like atari 2600s and uh bbc micro and electrons and 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 acorn and loads of different different uh, computers and i got this atari 2600 and i was like I can't remember the exact age, young, six, seven, eight, trying to play this thing, trying to plug it into the TV with a mother who had three jobs, cause she's trying to support two kids as a single mum and no father around to help me. And I remember plugging it in and kind of getting it right. But the screen was com- constantly turning over. So it was like, it was out of signal, but I could see the game through. It was like, I was playing the game through the wrong thing. And I needed someone to help that nico so that's where it all comes from so when i know something as well as uh fitness and technique and squat technique or trx i can't help but help someone always it's a thing in fitness people don't get helped enough they they get told what to do not how to do it mm.
0: yeah and i think that what is what makes you very very unique and individual uh, in your your field so let's rewind back a little bit Tell, tell me how you developed a love for fitness and training and, and looking after yourself in that way. Where did it all start?
1: Well, so like me and my brother who form Equilibrium, we always say that we are forged in the fires of fitness because my father, even though I said we were divorced and he moved away, he was still around. He was a fourth Dan Black Belt in karate, uh, Mr. Wales, so bodybuilder. He was Mr. Wales 30 years ago and about four or five years ago at the age of 55. He won Mr. Wales and then came second in the world in a master's competition. He looked incredible. My stepfather, Jay's father, used to be world kickboxing champion, four different affiliations. So he had four world title belts at one time. And he trains amateurs who have gone on to be pro boxers. He also helps local community children who have learning disabilities and behavioral uh, problems kind of get through it using boxing and training my mother who is superhuman who had you know who was a single mom with two kids was teaching keep fit for 30 years and still to this day five times a week so it's it almost sounds like I had no choice but my mother and myself wanted to be academic so I went to Cardiff University and did journalism film and broadcasting and then came to London I was still always training and I was still always in shape. And actually, if I rewind, I was one of those, I was one of those annoying guys. I was very academic and I was very good at sport. I just had it. I was genetically gifted. I was strong and fast and powerful. So I was Welsh champion, high jump hurdles, pentathlon, semi-professional footballer. I also had professional trials for, you know, Birmingham, Cardiff, Bristol, Derby County, but I was never good enough, but I was very good so i always had it and i was always interested in training and i was a black belt in kickboxing so i just had it all completely but i went down the academic route, went to london decided i'd concentrate on my drinking career and became extremely good at that but still training but working in media which is very very an unhealthy industry i don't know about now i can't say that it was like you know 10 11 years ago when i was in there. it was thursday nights media thursdays everybody out get smashed But while I was there, I was still weightlifting, so I was still strong upper body, no legs. So I looked great from the waist up. And uh, my friend, Chris Elder, who worked at Men's Health at the time said, "Nico, we've got a Men's Health competition coming up, you should enter. And uh, I did, I was like, how long have I got? He's like, two weeks. I was like, come on mate, some of these guys train for six months to get into this. Mm. I've got two weeks. He goes, just rip up, you can do it. So uh, I phoned my dad, who's an expert in nutrition, he Gave me this ridiculous crash diet. I may as well just, you know, eat an oxygen for a week because it was just disgusting. But I did it and I stood on this X Factor X in front of four mental health judges and I got into the top 12 within two weeks. And I lost the competition. I didn't go on the cover, but it was the most focused that I'd ever been, I think, in my life. And uh, that was it. I was just, I resigned instantly in media and, uh, Started on this journey of personal training, so the love of fitness has always been there. But it's almost like it was in the blood. Mm.
0: Yeah, there's something really interesting about that because I talk a lot about ancestral information and yeah. how the genetics really bring are brought through from our ancestors. And yeah. so it makes a lot of sense. And like if you look at studies in in genetics, you know, certain genetic programs are activated in certain situations. Yeah. So if you've always got that high level of fitness in your genetics, then it's activated yeah. in appropriate environments. So, exactly, yeah. yeah,
1: like if you look, if you take it back in layman's terms, you look at my whole family, they've always been footballers or rugby players or athletes or bodybuilders or karate, like right back through the, through the decades and through the, the, the history of the Algeria and the Ellis family, which is my father and my mother, different families, they've all been super fit or super strong. Um, so it was, it was always going to go that way I just needed a push because I kind of ignored it for a bit. Mm. I don't know why that was actually. It was because I thought, we didn't have good advice when we were younger. Like I'm 38 now and it was was always like, you have to go to university or you will never succeed in anything, which of course now we know is not true. It's actually holds you back if anything. I wish I hadn't gone to university because the only thing I got good at was- Drinking? Dancing, drinking, playing football. No, actually I got worse. I was rubbish at studying. I got 2 uh, 2. I actually never went to lectures. Sorry, mum. She doesn't know that. Um, yeah, but I, it, it took me a while to come back. That story arc refound itself later on.
0: Yeah, I think it's amazing how when, I mean, I'm exactly the same. <clears throat> I can relate to everything you're saying. I was very unfocused at uni, didn't go to any lectures. But somehow here we are, more focused than ever, more yeah. committed than ever.
1: I think with some of the skills you learn, I mean, you know, researching, trying to track stuff down. Uh, conversing with people in seminars and, and lectures and modules, um, and then and then the, all the jobs that I picked up all the way through. Like I've had a crazy job list, Jenny. Like I've worked in five bars. I worked for ITV Digital, one one eight. So that was what address? What number can I find for you, please? Connecting. What number can I find? Connecting. What number? Connecting. It's like oh my god. <laughs> then I was a recruit, recruitment consultant. So I was dressed in a suit, in a hard hat and high vis, walking onto building sites and trying to convince site managers that they needed a carpenter that I had and he was the greatest. And <laughs> I, was, I was absolutely terrible. And they would tell me to F off and la la la. recruitment consultant, then back to working in bars, mm. media. And then, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you that one. And then <laughs> there's one job I can't tell you about. And then uh, personal trainer and then studio manager. A studio owner, yeah. No, not escort. Do you know what? I, I'd have made more money. It's worse than escort, it's worse.
0: Okay, let's not go there. Yeah. This is, At uh, least
1: you're getting some level as an escort.
0: <laughs> <a toe> <laughs> so I have in the past tried to drag you along to various alternative yes, things like uh, cacao ceremonies and sound healing and gong baths. And I will continue flotation tanks and I will continue to, to extend the invitation to weird and Keep wonderful going. experiences. Yep. Um, what do you do? in life, not only in fitness, but what do you do in your life to really stretch yourself out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself?
1: Out of my comfort zone. Oh yeah. I find that that, that is every day now. That's every day because it's like, uh, it's when you watch all these motivational videos, if you, stay, if you stay doing the same thing today as you were doing yesterday, you're gonna get the same results tomorrow. And it's, it's true. I've got this saying that I made up myself don't uh, wait for doors to open, kick them open. And the only way you do that is by making yourself uncomfortable. You know, like if I want, like, it's simple. Like I want to do a podcast myself. Like if, and if I think, I wonder if Jodie Shields will do my podcast. Well, you can sit there and wonder, or you can grow some balls and message Jodie Shields. She might say no. And I think, especially these days, with people with egos on social media and they've got their own agendas and their own passions, to step out of your comfort zone is every day now. So I do it by, you just have to. I, mm. There's no special way of doing it. I just am motivated and ambitious enough to know that if I don't step out and just ask these questions or push these emails, or make that call, mm. or ask that person face-to-face. Because it's always awkward these days because social media has just built up so many social barriers in people's faces and minds. And you can't even call someone without them looking at their phone these days and going, why, why is he calling me? She should just answer the phone. So it's that. It's every day I do make myself do the things that I think most people can't drag themselves to do. There's no special process that I go through. I just go, like, come on, let's get this done.
0: Awesome, yeah, you're feeling the fear and you're blasting through it anyway. Um, You, just to pick up on something you said, and I'm not gonna mention any names, but you have a wealth of celebrity, high-profile clients, right? And in terms of you recruiting, for the purpose of the listeners, because I think it's interesting, yeah. for the purpose of, of you breaking down the doors, kicking down the doors, and recruiting people at that level, uh, what's that process been for you? Is it an easy process? Is it a hard process? Like, talk, talk a little bit about that.
1: No, and, and do you know what? The, the, if you look on our social media, if you look at, um, at We Are Equilibrium or mine, and you see the, some of the celebs that we've worked with, you think, God, those guys are lucky. No, we're not. We work. Fucking hard. So we've worked at it. So I've been tr- personal trainer now for 11, 12 years. I think I might be getting that wrong. It might be 10, but it's around that period. So I started as a reformer Pilates teacher and a personal trainer. Then I had to learn. I uh, got handed a bag, a TRX. If nobody knows what that is, that's black and yellow suspension trainers hanging down from the ceiling in gyms that people avoid. Well, I like to think I'm one of the best in the world at that thing, and I made that on purpose. So. Uh, It took me a while to get that and build up my client base. Then my brother came up and we joined and we made this studio called Equilibrium Total Balance. And that's basically the ethos of it. It's a balance of life and balance of opposing forces, strength, speed, endurance, things like that. And we built this little studio and I suddenly realised, having turned my nose up at social media, thinking it was crap and that people on it were stupid, and that when it it first came on, it was was cakes, trees, sunsets and dogs. I thought it was crap Um, and I was never going to do it and my nose was up at it, my mind was closed. I opened up a studio, realized I had no um, marketing budget, and suddenly had to learn my craft. So not only am I now a good fitness trainer, I can make content for people and some of the big influences in the UK or myself or whoever needs it basically, and it was that. So we connected through people in West London, through social media and referrals, and then we built trust with some very important clients who we didn't know were important. So we weren't playing to the crowd, we just did it professionally. We did it because we were the best at what we were doing. And we luckily met this woman who was the stylist of, um, actually she won't won't mind me mentioning her name, of Ellie Goulding. And we trained Ellie and uh, her manager at the time was Cassandra Gracie. And then we got connected to a world of different celebs who I can't talk about, I can't mention, but um, I'm very thankful for meeting someone like Cass but it came from our hard work before, um, but I've never stopped thanking her. She helped us.
0: I wanna reflect on what you just said just at the end, because I, I really feel how certain people can come into our lives and be gatekeepers, like yes. door openers. Yes,
1: and, and you, it- have, you have to go find those people. And, if, and you, 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 Lucky we came across that, but it's because we're just pushing continuously. Mm. You've got, like I said, like you've got to kick the doors down. You've got to ask the questions. You know, I've asked people some really annoying questions. and really pissed them off. But you never know that. could. And sometimes that's turned into a yes. It's more often than not, it's a no. But you've got to ask.
0: Yeah, I love that. Because we're going to get no's all the time. You've got all to get no's to get no's. I've
1: had so many, so many disappointments. And um, if, you know, a lot of your listeners are London-based. Actually, it doesn't matter. But, in like, people will... Bullshit you continuously. The amount of times in 11 years I've met people and gone, Nico, I've got this idea for you. You're gonna be massive. You're gonna make millions. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. 2 weeks later, hey mate, have you got that? Are we doing that thing? Oh no, that just doesn't seem to have uh, come to fruition. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And that has happened, honestly, Jodie, about 200 times. It's happened lately. Mm -hmm. And you've just gotta go. Every time, you know what you say, you've gotta be positive? I don't think so. When you get some opportunities, I think you've just got to think it's probably going to be a no. But if I get it, that's going to be amazing. Don't put your hopes in it because that's when you then that's when you start retracting into yourself and really pulling back because you get so many disappointments. Hurts even when like even you have an ego like mine who you think doesn't get dented. It's worse because you feel it. And it's uh, yeah, that's happened a lot lately. But you've just got to keep going.
0: I feel privileged that you've allowed me to see your. Yeah. underneath the ego, self.
1: You've seen me a couple of times in a bad place. Absolutely, yeah.
0: and I feel privileged to be able to hold space for, for that, you know, so thank, thank you. you. Um, you've already mentioned TRX. Yes. I wanted us to my unpack baby. TRX. The love yeah. of my life, actually. Because I second what you said about being one of the best in the world, you know, I certainly look at the content, a lot of the content that you're creating mm. around TRX training and the kinds of people that you train and the level that you can get them to use the TRX machine. Machine? Yeah? Machine I would ropes. say,
1: just, it's, it's TRX Straps, TRX it's the best straps. way. Of, yeah.
0: So uh, can you tell us a little bit about TRX yeah. and the benefits of TRX and what makes it unique and different about any anything else that's out there?
1: Yeah, okay. So. The TRX TRX stands for Total Resistance Exercise. Now, it was created by a Navy SEAL called Randy Hetrick, who had no form, uh, sorry, not not form, no method of training while he was awake, except for body weight. And he needed to be able to train climbing rope ladders, storming ships, or storming buildings, and have something that would functionalize his training for what he was doing, which is, you know, essentially jumping over buildings and killing people. Um, And he had a jujitsu belt, a little bit of webbing, and I think that's what he hung it over a toilet door and he started doing what is now known as the TRX power pull movement, a one arm rotational movement pulling. And he made it from there and then someone crafted a little bit more of a, a more elaborate suspension trainer for him and then he went to business school, became this amazing entrepreneur, started TRX. And in the meantime, when he creates this, he creates the suspension trainer and he's launched it in San Francisco. My father is working for a supplement company <coughs> selling proteins and they give him this bag one day, a TRX. And he gives it to me and he says, do you want this T-Rex tracks thing? And I went, no. Again, I was closed-minded. At the start of my career, I was so closed-minded. I knew better than you. I still think that now, but <laughs> I'm a little bit more open-minded and you, you just learn from people and you take. And I was like, nah, chucked it in my boot, ignored it. Googled it, saw this guy, Randy, and the head trainer, Fraser Quelsch, doing these movements off this suspension trainer, off this lamppost and, or a tree in San Francisco. And I was, uh, it just got me. I was just like, that's me. I've got this. Because I was a reformer Pilates teacher. I knew weight training. I knew kickboxing. And I could apply everything I've learned to this strap. And nobody was doing it. So it was I just caught that wave. And then I became the go to guy in London for TRX. That's self proclaimed, by the way. But I, I challenge anyone to argue that. Anyway. You heard, you heard it here first. Yeah. Guys. So, and, and why I love it is because. It's the most dynamic and versatile piece of equipment you can use for any level of person on earth. So I can train Usain Bolt, an MMA fighter. I can train you know, David Beckham, or well, the top footballer in the world, or a basketball player, and I can kill them. Or I can get Joan, 62, who's had five kids, done no exercise for 20 years, and I can get her to achieve something in that one session that will light up her life and make her feel like she is a rock star. And uh, that's what's amazing about it. It's got pull, push, plank, lunge, every movement that you can facilitate except for a deadlift, although you can hinge. People who are into exercise will know what I'm talking about. Um, And yeah, I just just find it is the best way to get a beginner to advance so quickly through the levels and get them, and they always get a win every session because there's always something they can do. And you can do that with other pieces of equipment, but I think with the TRX it just makes it that little bit more interesting, fun, and special because essentially fitness is boring it's reps sets do it again do it again do it again rest do it again and repeat mm-hmm. and with trx it's, it's dynamic it's versatile you can keep progressing there's, there's no way you can be stopped because there's always something more that you can do and it just as you can hear when i talk about it i just it brings out the passion so i saw this video and that was it i was in love
0: so you got some pretty fancy moves yes so describe the fanciest move that you do on the TRX. So the
1: fanciest move that me and my brother do is the, um, actually my brother's oh, He's a little bit better at it now. <laughs> so he would, tell, he would tell you that I'm better than him, but he, he, these the most crazy ass moves. He can pull it off just a little bit more because he's got a little bit better mobility and a little bit more strength than I am, even though he's six foot five and his levers are longer. It is a push up to handstand into a shoulder press, back to the handstand, back to push-up. And it's just this constant 10 rep movement. Wow. It's just constant handstands. And it's, it's a beautiful thing once you see it, but it's something that we created originally. And that is our most amazing move. And you can find it on social media.
0: And what's it called?
1: Push-up TRX handstand. So TRX push-up handstand. Okay. You've always got to put TRX at the start of it. You've got to give them the credit for that because it is the piece of equipment that you're using.
0: Okay. But we made it up. And uh, is TRX still going to be around in 10 years
1: time? Yes, yes it is. I hope so. Uh, Do you know what, it's coming, the fact that you know about it now, uh, not a lot of people knew about TRX. Um, They, I don't, they're not going to like that I said this, I don't really agree with some of the ways that they project TRX. I think it's far more fun and engaging than it is projected sometimes on social media, which is what I try to do. I try to make it fun but it will be about because it's calisthenics, it's body weight, it's adaptable, versatile. You can take it to you, you, strap it on a tree, on a pole, on a lamppost, it's like, it's kind of unstoppable. So like the barbell will never go away, neither will TRX. Mm, nice. Okay.
0: You're gonna get me on the, on the TRX yeah? at some
1: point. I've asked you as many times as you've asked <laughs> me to know. come to a flotation tank. I know. Which actually is the one I fancy out of all of them. <laughs> the gong bath is the one that frightens me the most. I, I, that one I'm not coming to. <laughs> okay.
0: So you know me, I'm all about mindset and performance and everything to do with that nature. How important is mindset in exercise and how do you recommend clients get their stories and limiting beliefs out of the way when they're training? I
1: actually think it's part of it. Uh, But mindset when you're training is everything because if your brain is not connected to your body, you're in trouble, you're going to get injured. We always like, there's a lot of people that say, I think it's Arnold Schwarzenegger that said, mind to muscle connection, but there's a lot of people that talk about that. And I, I say, for instance, if me and Jodie are doing a deadlift and I needed to you know, work this movement or facilitate this movement using your hamstrings and your glutes, I'll say, Jodie, put your brain in your bum. So you know, and as soon as you think, right, it's my bum that's gonna do this, you have to connect. So there's mm. that mindset as well. Mm-hmm. There's that mindset. For sure. Now when clients walk in, this is what me and my brother are good at and I like to think we're kind of empaths it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's ego to say it, but I know I'm good at this. So when a person walks in the room, I know what session they need. So if Jodie walks in, I'll watch her. So you, I always say to any trainer that we've trained, watch your client put their bag down. Watch their facial expression when they let go of the bag, and then you know what mood they're in that day. They won't give it away when they walk in. It's the micro expression. When they turn away from you, you can find it. So you know if they need an ass kick in, a hug, a stretch, just a chat. That can be a PT session because you are a therapist and trainer in, in one session. Now you can't, yeah, I wouldn't, when you get them going, you've got to get them warmed up. So you've got to break that barrier because so they've always brought something through the door with them. There's always something in their personal life, business life, there's something that's happened to them in that day, in that morning that they're bringing through and you've got to shake it. So that's either with banging music which we wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's not really my style. That's more of a, um, a concept class way of doing it, like turning it into a nightclub boom music so they forget about the outside world. I will talk to them, let them kind of spew out what they need to get rid of, and it almost is like an exorcism. Once they tell you about it, I've even said to clients, Joe, do you okay? It's all you say, and they go, instant, crying, that's all they needed was someone to ask them if they're okay, and then they let go, They feel much better, you start doing mobility, you get a bit of strength, and then you get them a win in that session. So you get them to do something that they didn't. So our strap line at equilibrium is embrace impossible. We will always get you to achieve something you once considered impossible in that session. And you'll think, I can't do that, but you get them that win. So for Joan, again, 62 might be one squat, and she is like gobsmacked. For Jody, it might be a TRX headstand, and you are like amazed, and you will skip out of there. So the mindset has to be mine. I have to be. I have to know where I'm going to get you, but I have to know where you're starting from. Mm. Now, if it was the, if you're if it's your own training for your listeners, get your music in your ears. Get something that fills you with energy and jacks you up. Because if you don't have that energy, and if your brain isn't on your session, you really are going to make mistakes technically, um, and Effortly, that's the wrong word. So the exertion that you put into it that you're going to need for a certain movement. If you are not ready to put that amount of power in that it takes to move that weight, you're going to get injured because something's going to buckle. Mm -hmm. So if you don't put the right amount of effort in, and that's, I suppose, a metaphor for anything.
0: Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think for me, having had a lot of resistance to exercise through body dysmorphia and eating disorders and stuff that I've had in my life, I became very aware of my mind telling my body, I suppose, stories like, oh, I can't do that, yeah. I can't do, you know, you can't lift that weight, you're not good enough to do that, you're going to fall off the treadmill, whatever it is, and I was very aware of those kind of stories. And, yeah, I have just found it so interesting because exercise used to trigger me so much.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think as well with exercise, I think other, other people affect me. And that's, a lot of that's to do with, uh, social media's got a lot of. To answer for in that, and it's uh, the when I look at fitness on social media these days, it's just crazy. It's dangerous. Not the movement, just the the imagery and the uh, the body image, the the perception of perfection of what it, what you should look like now has just morphed into something that's almost alien. And I mean, to pick it out, the the girls and their bums now are. You look at it and so that cannot be real. Even me, and I know the training that they would have to go through to get there. And they look Something like they're like doing
0: it. Big booties. We're or talking small tiny
1: booties. waist, huge bum, like mm. to the point where it would consume another human if they walk past. It's that level of size. And it's just like, wow. And then the way, the way they're dressing, and, and it's just and then guys are like like the incredible athletes. And they're, they're doing amazing things. And you look at it and you think, oh my god, I cannot do that. I do not look like that. And you, and you do, you look, at, you look at yourself in the mirror and you think, why don't I look like that? Like, yeah, like even I, I train four, five, six times a week. I think that I look good. I don't think I look amazing. And that comes down to having a balanced life. So you know, I'll go out and have a glass of wine. Love pizza, I love curry, love chips, because I'm Welsh. I love curry and chips together actually. Um, and I, th- I think, yeah, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of barriers to stop you going to the gym. But it's like, you just have to think of it. You got to think about your health and your functional. You know, and if you're, it doesn't matter if you're 25 or 35 or 45. It's something you'll need to. You need to socialize at some point. You need to have kids. You know, can you can you run around with your kids and pick them up and lift them up onto the top bunk? Like if you can't do that, and you know that your quality of life is low. And I think you've just got to think about, you know, resting heart rate, the way your lung capacity works. You know, if you're not healthy, that's only going to impact you mentally, because you've, we've got so many mental barriers to feeling good these days it is crazy and i think it all comes through the mobile phone
0: yeah agreed 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 just on you talking about eating curry and chips i also know that you are big on diet as well can you talk me through a little bit? If you were in training, what kinds of foods would you eat, and then what supplements do you
1: use? I keep it. I keep it kind of simple, uh, Joden. I, le- I learned this from my father. He's like he's an expert nutritionist, and you can't argue because you need to go and see his physique thirty years ago and five years ago, and you need to look at my mother now, who just very she just eats very very simply. So diets are simple. When people say. I can't stick that diet, I need more, more flavour and stuff. That's just excuses for chasing sugar and carbohydrates and things like that. And if you, a, a diet is simple. Mine would be, if I was really trying to get in shape, scrambled eggs, avocado, spinach, breakfast, eat that. Lunch, it would be lean meat, salad, evening, lean meat, veg. If I was getting into incredible shape, but it is really just about balance. It's, you've got to have a healthy carb, non-processed carbohydrates, a good lean bit of meat, like chicken, turkey, fish. For all the vegans out there, I apologise. Also, I tried veganism. My energy levels hit the floor. I could have slept standing up. Um, but that's me. That's not everybody. And, yeah. Have a bit of balance as well. Have a glass of red wine. I will do it. And I will... I tell you what I don't drink anymore. Coca-Cola. That's like... Mad. Crack.
0: It makes your teeth fall out.
1: Yes. That, yeah, that's just... Yeah, so I keep my diet simple. And then supplements... Vitamin D, because obviously no sunshine, and I'm Welsh, and I'm used to gray skies. Uh, magnesium, zinc, it's all about recovery and rest and being able to sleep correctly, and then blood flow. But nothing, I don't, I'm honestly, not that complex. And I think the simpler it is, if you overcomplicate it, then you get pissed off with things and you give up. And that's the thing as well I want to talk about. So like, if you're talking about social media, right? So let's, for instance, say, um, and I'm not picking on anyone here, so this is no one, right? So let's say I watch... Uh, another male fitness influence, say someone like Faisal. I'll see Faisal doing a deadlift. I go, oh, I want to try that, great. But then I'll see someone like Roger Frampton doing stretching. I go, I want to try that as well. So I've got, now I've got two things I've got to try. But then I'll see 12 other influencers who are doing 12 different things, and your brain goes, uh, should I be doing that though? Or should I be doing this lifting? But then Nico Algieri says, do TRX. But, This guy says kettlebells, and you are filled with so much information. It's like when you've got so many chores to do, or you've got so much homework to do, you end up doing none of it. And I think that's the the negative point, which I managed to get on through diet.
0: So what you're saying about so much content being available on Instagram and social media, so many different people teaching different things and different methods, how does the average person avoid overwhelm and manage to find like one thing that they can do and get better at and practice
1: yeah that's tough so first of all me saying that there are loads out there does not mean that they are not very good a lot of these people there's loads of people out there that are absolutely amazing some are way better than i could ever hope to be i would say have a look at them see who you are attracted to i don't mean physically as in the ethos the way they talk the way they converse and communicate the way they exercise or why they want you to exercise that way, and if that resonates with you, stick with that one person. Like, you know, pick one influencer. Say it is Nico Algieri. What does he stand for, right? He likes functional movement patterns. He likes perfect technique. He doesn't mind about the weight that you're using. He just wants you to move right. Doesn't mind if it's light but and then and then if you like him progress with him if he's got yeah. a training program stick with him yeah. don't then look at jody shields don't yeah. then look at alice levin don't look at zanamante don't look at faisal like don't get pulled into different things find someone you love who you who you agree with and you can you can stomach every day and follow that
0: I love that because that is really saying that use your intuition, get drawn into the person's personality yeah. and their energy, and then go with that
1: person. Yeah, and, and that ethos is important. They've got to, they can't just be a beautiful fitness person because they're genetically gifted and they, you know, they're obviously getting paid by massive brands to exercise 14 times a day. So they are going to look like that. Yeah. They have to have an ethos. They've got to have a basis or foundation behind why they exercise or where they learned that from or who trained them and why they believe that you can get to where you need to be because of what they do. So find out the ethos.
0: And I think there's something to be said for like a more intuitive way of eating and exercising and doing what feels good as well for your body. Exactly,
1: yes, exactly. And what's good
0: for you energetically.
1: Yeah, and that's the way, that's kind of the way I train now because I'm 38, I'm getting older. You say, I can say, I don't really feel it when I'm training, I'm still strong and I'm still fast and powerful, but I recover slower, I know mm. I do. So if I do a really good leg session, it's taking me three or four days to, to get back into it. Um, so you just have to think about, and you have to be sensible, like, I'm 38, I'm a personal trainer, my job is to actually stand up and coach people positions, so if I do something stupid in the gym and I hurt myself, I'm limping, or I can't go to work for a few days, Then if I eat incorrectly, if I eat highly processed carbohydrates, I'm going to be lethargic. I'm going to want to sleep in the afternoon. I might, you know, I wouldn't, but you might sleep through your last session. You miss someone, then you become unprofessional. So it's like you are just playing with fire continuously. So you have to do what feels good for you. And if you want to sleep four hours, sleep four hours, and if you want to sleep eight, sleep eight.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. I think I, I talk a lot with clients of my own about morning routines and really setting yourself up to have the best day or you know if you wake up feeling a bit moody then how can you shake off the mood and just kind of get hit the world in, in a more positive way so like what what do you do in the morning i'm really i've never asked you this before actually no. what do you do in the morning
1: do you know what what, do, what what would you presume what I do? What do you think I do, Jude? Do you think I, I just backflip out of bed and then hang off a TRX <laughs> and then jump out the window? And...
0: I, I would say that you get up, maybe you have a glass of hot water and lemon, maybe.
1: Yeah, that's for influencers to do. They do that, Jodie. Um, not me. No, I'm Coffee? Welsh. I get up and have a cup of tea. Yorkshire tea, because that it deals with the hard water in London. No, so I have a cup of tea. White Robert up, cup and Tasty Bread. No, <laughs> no. then, uh, do you know what, I, uh, so back to nutrition, I didn't say, I, I have my food delivered through Fresh Fitness Food, because I'm so busy, yeah. I, I hate meal prep, so I get deliveries, and they measure out my correct macros and stuff for what I want, which is lean gains, by the way. Um, so
0: it's done for you. It's for
1: done me for it me, is. but then, but yes, but I would eat the porridge or eggs or whatever Fresh Fitness Food have made me, whilst consuming American political punditry on YouTube okay. and that gets me going okay. because I love listening to Stephen Colbert, Seth Myers, Bill Maher and I love them tearing into Trump and I love listening to that. I find British politics absolutely insanely boring so I listen to the American stuff and it, you know it gets me going and I'm ready. But that I thought about this lately right, is that when I'm in a bad mood, I don't wanna see anyone. So if I'm not feeling energetic, or if I'm not feeling full Nico, which is like some annoying egotistical bouncing tigger that comes into the room and makes everyone feel amazing. I don't always have that, right? And if I don't feel that way, I try to avoid everybody, but it's completely the wrong thing.
0: Absolutely. People
1: feed you energy and I've realized this lately. So I, if I'm in a bad mood and I avoid people, I stay in that bad mood on the couch, excuse my language, fuck everyone, don't message me, I'll ignore all your WhatsApps and your calls and I'll just stay like that for a day. But if I go, oh, come on, I've got to do this session. I'm, I promised to meet Jodie. Go there at two o'clock, train Jody. Jodie will say something, we'll converse and my energy will go boom through the roof. And people are our energy. So conversations, um, people's enthusiasm, the way they love you, the way you love them. And it's just interaction makes you energetic. And yeah, it's annoying that sometimes you can't pull yourself out of it, but that people can.
0: Yeah, I think there's something definitely in that and i remember um when i was at lululemon ambassador camp a few years ago yeah. um we were all that <laughs> that's <I
1: know>. amazing
0: <laughs> we were all about the fire with our uh, roasted marshmallows yeah, or perfect. alpha horrors or whatever you call them where you've got marshmallows in like they did they're called something in canada i yeah. can't remember snores or something oh, like yeah, that yeah, snores yeah. um and uh i'm a big personality but other people in that room were big personalities. They were all fitness PTs. And obviously I was the mm. odd one out because I was different. And um, and I remember that one of the camp leaders saying to us, you know what, there are a lot of big egos here and a lot of big personalities. And the tendency from most of you will be to want to shut yourself down and scuttle off to bed early and avoid it. But why don't you instead take a moment to have an intention to open your heart and walk into the crowd yeah because what you'll find happens is the complete opposite of what you imagine is going to happen yeah exactly and I was like yeah I mean this is what I tell clients to do but when someone reflects it back it was yeah really just a turning point and it's an example that I use a lot actually
1: humans they do they energize you as much as you even like the most negative human because you feel like then you want to help them so it brings out the energy in you. It does, it's amazed me lately. I've only actually, honestly, there's nothing to do with this interview. I've just, I've I thought about this lately, is that I felt down, I avoided people for the first half of the day, then I went back into my world, and as soon as I was in amidst my brother and my clients, it felt amazing. Mm. Back to it. And then you see a client who's knackered, or a mother, and she's just doing, she's like a machine throughout the day, and a taxi driver, and a chef, and a PA. It's like nuts. You think, right, I'm going to the gym now. because It just motivates me to go and do what I just made her do. So it's, it is quite that's magical. Nice. I'm lucky to be in this job.
0: That's nice. Me too. I feel lucky as well to do what I do. It's nice. So TRX, obviously, massive fan, massive advocate, yeah. one of the world's global leaders. I've no doubt that that's the case. Is there any, anything else that you love to do or invest your time in which is another form of human yes. performance, or fitness, or exercise, or anything. Like
1: no that. human performance. Well, I know that he
0: creative. likes watching superhero movies. I do. By no, the so way. it's not
1: superhero <laughs> movies, right? So again, right, going back to that, my father left when I was five, and this is not me having to go out my father. That's life. Yeah. People fall out of love and they move away and they get divorced, and I've got I don't feel any loss at all because I had a fantastic stepfather who stepped in, and I had a bit like la, la la la. So I don't feel any loss. The fact that he's gone he went and moved to Cardiff. Now when I was a little boy, I thought Cardiff was New York and London. I thought it was the big city. My father had gone to somewhere like amazing, like this fantasy land, like wow. And every two weeks he would come back and see his little boy and he would tell his little boy about these movies he'd seen. Because obviously I was in Haverford West, in West Wales, and you know. We hadn't even built a cinema, I don't think. Oh, yes, it was. It was called the Palace Cinema, and we would, get, we would get films like two years after they came out. Yeah. But my father would be telling me about Star Wars and Superman and Conan the Barbarian and Rocky and these amazing films, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I want to see this. And then he starts start showing me movies, and that has become my life's obsession. And I wish I'd gone into film, actually, because I find out later on because of equilibrium and because of the social media ac- aspect that I am actually quite creative. However, I cannot draw... Or paint, or do anything, but I can facilitate some sort of imagery on on in video. I'm nowhere. I'm not a director. I can't make amazing videos, but I like to think that I can be creative. Yeah. And um, movies. That's my passion, Joe. Like I, I am more obsessed with film than I am with fitness. Yeah. More than the TRX. Yeah. Movies. Like I will. Like you know, the fact that Netflix and things of like that have come to fruition is like my dream. Um, and I'm very, very lucky to train. Um, and I can't talk about them. I'm very, very lucky to train a, a, a movie director who is incredibly talented. And it's like meeting one of your heroes that you yeah. didn't know existed. Yeah. And This guy talks, and my mouth drops. The same as when my father used to talk to me. And I, I used to just think he's the most, one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Actually, and it makes me want to be a little bit better. And it makes I actually want to go and do a videographer or a filmography course. And go and learn that craft a little bit more. Even if I don't end up doing it, I think that I want to understand it a little bit more because it seems that when this guy talks, I just go into another zone. So yes, movies. And if you want to know what my favorite film is, it's Shawshank Redemption. My guilty pleasure is Groundhog Day. I think it's one of the most incredible romance films ever. It's a romance, whatever. Don't care what anyone says, it's not comedy. It's a rom-com. Anyway, I could have gone on for days there.
0: So here's the thing, I also love watching Marvel movies and Mm. and superhero movies because for me, it actually activates
1: my power. completely. The music. The music picks me up and runs me through walls sometimes. The stuff that I've done that I never thought I'd be able to do if I wasn't listening to some either motivational video with a movie track in it or watching that movie scene.
0: Yeah. Have you seen Doctor Strange? Yes. Isn't it amazing?
1: Phenomenal. Absolutely (laughs) unbelievable. My favourite Marvel movie. He's great. Well, the thing is, I think, if we're going into that, Avengers Endgame is one of the most perfect movies I've seen put together. It's got everything. I, whoever made that, they just went, right, what movie, what movie drugs can we put in this thing for three hours? And it, was, it fed every addiction I had in three hours. I was just like, I, and then I knew, because I saw the final battle, I knew it was going to end. And I was gutted, but i have been sat there for three hours. I wanted another three. That, that, that. that final battle at the end of end, Avengers Endgame was like the most rousing piece of cinema I've seen. Hilarious. yeah yeah
0: obsessed okay so you have worked with and supported thousands of really high profile athletes and Mm. amazing trainers and i guess you're the trainer's trainer actually Uh, that's what i would say anyway um is there anything that has surprised you about the human body um or human performance
1: Yeah, loads, I mean, loads of times, yeah, there's loads of different small instances and large instances, but there's a, um, there's a thing, uh, some people, if you listen to most uh, motivational uh, videos on YouTube or speakers, there's a guy who died a few years ago called Greg Plitt, who was a very, uh, um, he was like a, a mental health model guy, but he was an amazing speaker. And if you listen to some of his stuff, he says, if you believe it can happen, your body will find a way to make it happen. And and it does, and it's I see that all the time. You know, and it's and it's mostly with um, older people who we train, 45 pluses, and that's not old, but it's older, and their bodies have started to pack in a little bit, and they're getting injuries, and they've had, it's amazing, I had a woman once who, were, who had been in pain in her shoulder for five years, chronic shoulder pain. She'd had cortisone injections, did I say that right? Yeah, cortisone injections. Um, rotator cuff therapy, um, ice packs, physios, chiropractors. All I did was get her to move in correct functional movement patterns. She came in four weeks after starting training with me, no pain. Life changed. And that, that's like the most surprising thing. It's like, you know you can do it, but when you see it happen, you're like, yes. It's, yes. amazing. it's like you get that affirmation of I know what I'm doing. I can I can do it.
0: I think you would absolutely buzz off listening to Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you Joe heard of Dispenza. him? No, he's I a haven't. neuroscientist, and he's he's quite spiritual, but he talks a lot about quantum physics and energy. And he's saying that the mind and the body don't know the difference between reality and a visualization. Yeah. And it's amazing because he's got that neuroscience experience and background and he really, you know, like he's got his own labs and everything. The way that he talks is really inspirational and you know, it's it's basic. Like for me now, it's quite basic stuff, but he's so passionate about it. Like he can talk for hours and hours and hours about it. Yeah, and about visualizing and, and,
1: and manifesting it and making it happen. Because
0: like you say, your energy it starts to prime itself.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: For what's to come. Prime
1: is a perfect word, actually, because it's just, it's just. But and I and I would advise this. So like, break it down to something simple. And I like, can only relate it to fitness because you know that's what I'm a supposed expert in. Is that when you say you go to a concept class, and this is not me having to go at concept classes like I would usually do, by the way, but. They're fast, and they're they're 45 minutes of work, and you've got to go, and then the the trainer says, go, 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 do this, do this now, and nobody stops to think about what they're doing. Just take five seconds, just before, go, right, I'm gonna do a squat, my knees are gonna go out, I'm gonna brace my shoulders, keep my core engaged, bang, and you've done it perfectly, then move on. So just have a little think, like Jodie says, prime your mind and your body just before you move, and the output and the efficiency that you'll get is second to none.
0: Amazing. That sounds perfect, Mm. love that. Okay, what is your biggest ambition or goal for 2020? Like what is it that you're really wanting to achieve? What's on your list of goals? Because you know when you vocalize it? Yeah. It's good because it starts to happen.
1: I wanna do, um, so I said something to someone the other day and their reply really disappointed me and it's one of my best friends as well. And I was like, I want to do this idea. I want to make a, a seminar for content for people. I want to teach people how to do their own content because nobody really knows. And what happens with the influencers is that they don't want to share their secrets. So they have the way that they do it. And I'm not nice. telling you, no way. I've asked people before, like, how do you do that? They go, oh, uh, and they never tell you. I'd love to tell people, so I'd love to do that in a seminar. Then I'd love to do a podcast. Then I'd love to write a book. I'd love to do a TED talk, encouraging people how to start fitness and what the functional foundational movements are. Now, anybody can talk about that, but I don't think that Ted has had a really uh, inspiring fitness representative. That I just don't see it out there. I'd love to do that. What I would love to do, is it all, Jode? And my friend went, you've always got so many ideas, though. Like, you can't do them all. Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah I absolutely can. Yeah. I just have to find the time to do it. And, exactly. and So that, that's my ambition, is to, is to do all of those ideas. I don't want to have to find that one idea that makes me millions of... Pounds, and so I can go and live on a yacht. I just want to do all of this stuff so that my desire and my hunger for all of this stuff gets nice. fed. Nice. Um, I can yes. see it
0: all. Absolutely. Yeah. You can break every, not, every one of those things down. Yeah. It's not. And Jack, do
1: you know what my biggest ambition is? And um, the, direct, the director guy that I know, he knows that this is inside of me that I want to do this. I want to write my own series, and I want, I want to be in it.
0: What about I am writing my own series? It's happening already. I know,
1: right? I wish I... Do you know what? I, I, I do have the start of, of it. I have the start of something that I thought about a couple of years ago, but I stopped. But I would love to write something for Netflix. Because mm. again, I think everything's... Every, with fitness, it's such a hard divide. Like It's great on social media because it's 15 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. You can do bang, 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 bang. As soon as you get to IGTV, it starts getting boring because that person starts ranting and preaching, which is boring for people. Some people get love that sort of stuff, but generally, it loses its shelf life. And I think that everything that has been produced for fitness, even like um, you know, Fat Fighters and, um, what is it, Biggest Loser, is it, on, in America, when the people are overweight and they lose weight. Oh, that's such a terrible platform. Um, I, and I think Amer- like America, is it Ninja Warrior? That's sort of good. But I'd love to write a series which, encapsulates all the different things that a trainer or people in fitness go through because it's like it's everything we've talked about today Mm. it's ambition it's love heartbreak It's, it's like everything nice
0: thank you so much pleasure thank you okay so if anyone hasn't been won over by Nico, then I highly, highly, highly recommend him and everything that he's going to be putting out into the world next year. I'm sure there's going to be loads of really new cool website,
1: stuff. new logo, it's yeah. all coming. Yeah. So
0: tell us where we can find you.
1: So you can find me uh, primarily on Instagram. It's at Nico Algieri, and then I also run the at We Are Equilibrium account, and that's the uh, fitness studio that my me and my brother run. But you can find a lot of content on there. A lot of it's a lot of the content that we put out just tries to help people and inspire you and just kick you into gear. So have a little look at it. You don't have to be able to do all the things that we can do, but have a look at some of our clients and what they've achieved. And hopefully you'll find us there.
0: What about uh, any UK retreats next year coming up or events or anything? We're going
1: to hold off on that for a little bit. Um, We did do one on OC Island. It was fantastic and the people were amazing, but we really want to focus on getting a new studio. And that, I know I want to do all the other ideas, and my brother is the is more of the focus for the studio, but he needs to focus on that, so we can't really do a retreat. But we may put one together, but I can't promise it.
0: Okay, nice. Well, go follow Nico, follow We Are Equilibrium, and then all the information about everything will be on there. So, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Jodie. I'm gonna Jodie.
0: go and let you have some nice dinner now.
1: Actually, I'm gonna go train. <laughs> okay. I am. I am going to the gym. <laughs>
0: Okay, so there you have it. Another awesome episode of Be Electric. I hope that you enjoyed the banter between us. Nico is yet to get me on a TRX rope, let me just be clear. But I'm hoping to show up for that exercise one day in the future because I know it's gonna be a challenge unto itself. So listen, you can follow Nico on Instagram, Facebook, and everywhere else, at Nico Algeri. I'll spell it for you, N-I-K-O, A-L-G-I-E-R-I. And also, we are Equilibrium. If this is your first time listening, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service and do leave me a review so I can know if you love it or hate it. Big thanks to Nico for such an insightful and powerful interview. I'm very lucky to count Nico as a very close friend and I feel like he's always got my back, which I love. Anyway, I'm going to see you next week. Lots of love.